0: hola and welcome to amigas about friends a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends friends this podcast is intended for a mature audience and listener discretion is advised
1: Welcome to episode 11 of Amina's with Friends. <laughs> wow, sounding like Siri over here. <laughs> well, um, um, I ordered some fancy pajamas that I've been struggling with saying yes to myself to to buy. I ordered those at the beginning of November is now the 24th of November. And so I decided to message the company to check where, where are my PJs? Where are they? Because they were kind of expensive. And they were like, oh, sorry, we didn't send you a shipping email, but news, it's already been delivered. And to me, that wasn't good news because I knew that it hadn't been delivered because I've been here, I've gone nowhere. Um, so I don't know where they are, uh, the, according to USPS, they delivered them on the 13th of November and I called them and they were like, well, why'd you wait so long if they're really missing? And I said, well, because I never got a shipping confirmation from the merchant. So I had no idea when to expect them. So yeah, everyone's basically telling me I'm shit out of luck. And then I stepped on literal poop on the way back from checking the mail. (laughs) so my day has been shitty (laughs) but uh, um, I'm surprised at how well I'm taking it it is also my anniversary today so that's been that's been nice it's a nice day for because of that oh yay (laughs) happy anniversary I'm just kind of sad (laughs) thank you two years that's exciting but
0: how was your day? My day was good. Uh, I went for a run in the morning and then um, we walked the pups in the afternoon. And Canela has this weird thing where she spontaneously poops. So we'll be walking and she'll be like practically running. And then all of a sudden poop falls out. <laughs> like she doesn't squat. She doesn't stop falls out. And so we're like, what the hell? Because she poops like a dog. So she will sniff around and she'll stop and she'll poop in one place. But sometimes I don't know what it is about her that like I don't I don't know if she thinks she can't stop to poop because we're like almost home. Cause it'll be on the concrete. Like it's
1: walking it never or spontaneously something. <laughs> happens.
0: Yeah. Like we're walking and so it never like she never pulls over to do it. It's literally spontaneous poop. Like she'll be walking and we'll be walking right behind her. And today Victor almost stepped in it because it was that fast that it happened that she was, she was like speed walking and we were like speed walking behind her. And then all of a sudden we saw poop and it was like, what the fuck? So that happened today. Um, Yeah, like a horse. Like a handful of times, but it's still so shocking every time it happens. And then my sister came over and had dinner with me, so that was nice. I made sopes, and they were delicious. Your
1: dinner looked I good. I one saw one. it.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, let's get right to it then. Let's I'll go first. do it. <laughs> so we open up to feed <laughs> buying the newspaper. Oh, this is episode eleven, by the way. I forgot the title of it. The one with Mrs. Bing. Yeah, that one. Okay, so this is where we meet uh, Chandler's mom. So we open up to Phoebe and Monica buying the newspaper, to which Phoebe asks, do you think they have yesterday's daily news? I just want to check my horoscope to see if it was right. Uh, They then spot a handsome guy, and Phoebe tells Monica to whistle at him. She hesitates and then shouts, woo! Uh, He stops in the middle of the street and gets hit by an ambulance whose siren was going off at the exact time where Monica said, woo! So this is a two-part question. Do you believe in horoscopes?
1: Or astrology altogether? You know, I I tend to be a little bit of a skeptic when it comes to a lot of things. Uh, I think reading horoscopes is fun, and I do believe to a certain extent. But I don't like I don't read my horoscope to like guide me into making decisions. Uh, I just kind of do it for fun. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh my god, I did that! I'm such an Aries. But like, really, I d- I don't know how much truth there is to that. But I mean, regardless, I still think it's fun. Uh, And I do think that some of those characteristics from my horoscope, I I do believe them in myself. But sometimes I wonder, am I like that because I've been reading my horoscope and people say that I should be like that? Or is this real? (laughs) Why do you believe in them?
0: So I believe in, I don't believe in like the actual horoscopes. I agree with a lot of the characteristics for mine just because there's way too many like i am spot on a fucking virgo and not because i read them and think i should be that way because i read them and realized that i am that way (laughs) it was like a self-realization like oh fuck not like it's a big deal or anything but it was like huh i fit a lot of these things that like i don't know whether i'm proud or not to be a Virgo, but I love who I am. So whatever. Um, So yeah. Well, so no, not the horoscopes. Like I read the newspaper ones for fun. And now like, obviously there's like shit on your phone and apps and stuff. On Instagram. Yeah. I do believe in tarot cards, but I know those are super different, but no, I guess I don't believe in horoscopes. I just believe in the characteristics for mine specifically because I don't know anybody else's
1: (laughs) Uh, and second part of the question (laughs) I think I think that tends to happen I think we know just ours because yeah (laughs) I mean unless you're trying to see if oh if I'm am I compatible with this Virgo then maybe but even then I I wouldn't really know anything except for mine (laughs) yeah
0: uh, and then the second part was, uh, have you ever caused an accident while flirting or in general? Um,
1: y- yes, kind of. Uh, it was, I wasn't flirting. Um, I was in my friend's car and we were literally getting out of a grocery store parking lot. And I, I think I was either telling him a story or asking him a question. And he was like in the middle of, getting out of the parking lot so he was like trying to maneuver like incoming traffic and then like cars coming up behind him trying to get into this parking spot and he was backing up and he hit this car (laughs) because he was trying to pay attention to the story that I was telling him and it was so wholesome and sad and also kind of cute because the person we hit was like this old old man who honestly did not have been driving uh-huh. because we had to tell him that we hit him oh. like he didn't it's like he wasn't computing what had just happened or why we needed to exchange information but we did uh, and then actually I don't think I followed up with that I don't know what actually happened but like my friend was so stressed out because yeah he hit a car and like the other person's car like I don't think it got that damaged but I mean you still hit someone else's car And we were also thinking like, man, this is like somebody's grandpa, like somebody's dad. Like, why is this person all by themselves out here? Like, he shouldn't shouldn't be driving. But other than that, no, I don't don't think so, at least that I know of. Maybe I was flirting with someone on the phone while they were driving and they got in an accident. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? (laughs) I don't think
0: I've ever caused an accident flirting or otherwise. I know that I've personally like stumbled and embarrassed myself for trying to flirt while I was like walking, but never in my car, thankfully. Oh, well, (laughs) Jesus, it's funny how (laughs) memories creep up on you when you really think about stuff, huh? Um, I crashed into someone a million years ago. I was probably like 18. Um, I was driving and I was at a red light and I was texting with someone flirting, texting and this is before the like no texting laws or whatever so I mean I knew it was dangerous and I shouldn't have been doing it anyways so long ago dude, it was so long ago but I was texting and in my peripheral I saw the light turn green so I stepped on the gas but there was a car in front of me <laughs> And he was not ready to go. So I like bumped him like barely. This man made such a spectacle. And it was like a blue scratch on his car. And his car was already beat up. Like this man already needed a new bumper. So I think he was just like making a big fuss or whatever. So it was annoying. But I think that's the only accident that I
1: literally caused because I was flirting on my phone. Well, I'm glad we didn't have any serious accidents, neither of us. Oh, my God, I know. Nobody ended up in a coma. (laughs) No, not like the woohoo guy. What was his name? He didn't have one. I don't
0: remember his name. He was a coma guy.
1: Didn't he have one at the end?
0: No, they didn't get his names.
1: Anyway, so Fili and Monica go visit this guy, this poor guy that got hit by the ambulance. Um, And while they're there... They try to make up the type of man that they think that he is based on absolutely nothing except for what he looks like. (laughs) Have you ever met a guy uh, and created like a whole persona for them before you actually got to know them? Only always. (laughs) Only every Tuesday?
0: (laughs) Only every time I meet a new one. It's always like, um, oh, I bet he's like romantic or oh, I bet he's like... You know super sweet and then they open their mouths and it's like oh you're one of those okay that's nice and then it like definitely ruins it ruins everything but i don't think oh well okay so when i met victor he was talking about how like he had a kid and he was talking about how he had hoa fees and he was talking about work and he was talking about all this stuff and i was like Oh, my God, he's a responsible adult. <laughs> he, he owns property, and he has a child, and he's... <laughs> God, like, this guy's probably great with kids, and, like, you know, he's super Match him. grown up because he owns a house or whatever, or a condo, or I don't know what the fuck I was thinking it was, but I knew that, like, the HOA meant something, and not to say that he's not a grown up, but... <laughs> It was way more of like, a, I was picturing like a man in his 50s. <laughs> it was,
1: like settled down and
0: like has this big home that I was going to
1: move into. <laughs> that was not the case. And you? Yeah, I mean, I do do it all the time. Not as dramatic as it happened in the show, no. but. I definitely so like um, this guy that I used to date my first impression of him was that he was kind of like immature like I I wouldn't think that he'd be good with money like just based on just seeing him walk around the office and like the way that he like portrayed himself because he was very much like the class clown like you know that person in the office that's always trying to make other people laugh yeah and then we started dating and it turns out no, he was actually pretty responsible, <laughs> pretty <laughs> responsible adult, um, almost to a fault really. Um, but I've also done like the opposite where I meet someone and I th- I think it's standard. It's pretty standard that pretty, like people put their best foot forward, especially at work. Um, and so this was another person that I met at work. Yes. Spoilers. I've... Most of my relationships I've gotten through work, (laughs) but this, this guy, he, he was like, he would like suits to work and he presented himself very like, also like I pay child support. I have a child. Oh, what kind of retirement plan do you have? And like, I mean, yeah, I have a 401k, but like, why are we talking about it? You know? (laughs) and and that's the way that he presented himself and then then we started dating and it still kind of looked like that but then when we lived together I was like wait you just bought like $800 worth of like video games when you said last month that you couldn't afford to go like on a trip or something like it, it was just weird like because when when we were first dating without living together he'd be like you need to be better with your money you need to do this you need to do that I pay child support like that's something that he always said but then we actually started living together and I was like uh wait but you're actually he didn't even have a bed frame oh god (laughs) how are you telling me that I'm bad with money when you don't even have a bed frame
0: I mean in all fairness when I met Victor I think my mattress was on the ground
1: (laughs) oh girl me too I've I've had my mattress on the ground as well but I wasn't telling people how to spend their money while I was sleeping wow, on the ground.
0: <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I'm so responsible. Like I pay so much child support. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, nothing as dramatic as like Phoebe or Monica. Like sometimes <laughs> actually yesterday it's it's semi related, okay? Um, me and Justin went to the store to Target. And when I, when we got there, I saw in the parking lot, you know how they keep the section where they keep the carts? Yeah. There was a cart there and there was a box in like the underneath compartment. So not in the basket, but like below the basket where you maybe sometimes put heavier or larger things. And it was a box. And I was like, what is that? Did someone forget like this box? And so I went to go check it and it was a waffle maker and it was still in there, like somebody forgot their waffle maker. And I got so sad, and I made up a story (laughs) about how probably this guy, his name is Frank, and he's divorced, um, but he gets to see the kids, and they're not very happy with him because he got divorced but he told them that he would get them this waffle maker so that he could make them waffles and now he forgot it he <laughs> forgot it at the <laughs> cart <laughs> <laughs> so I do I do I do silly things like that but not like 21 that I know like this is just I just made up a whole story in my mind about this waffle maker <laughs> hilarious <What> <laughs> i would be so pissed i thought
0: i left my glasses somewhere today and i was pissed
1: on the ride home and
0: then i found them and i was like oh thank god because i didn't want to go back um
1: yeah i would be so sad if i forgot something like that
0: speaking of glasses let me put them on because my eyes have been hurting okay let's see so next question (laughs) uh we find out that chandler's mom is a famous romantic novel writer nora bing Nora Tyler Bing? Nora Taylor Bing. The gang is watching an interview of her on The Jay Leno Show, and she speaks about how, post coitus, she craves chicken. Do you have any <laughs> weird after sex cravings?
1: Uh, I used to. Um, not weird ones, though. It, it was like the very classic I would like to smoke a cigarette after I fuck. <laughs> um, food? Not so much. I one time I was curious about what it would be like to have cookies baked right out of the oven right after I came (laughs) (laughs) um so I I made cookie batter and I put it in the oven and I timed it so that I could have an orgasm and then immediately have a cookie um it was pretty good um but it wasn't like I always crave chocolate chip cookies right after I have sex. That was just something I was curious about. <laughs> do you do you have a craving? Do you want that compound chicken after? No. I just want water after sex. I don't need to okay. hydrate. I just need
0: water. <laughs> and it's funny cuz like water's not my favorite thing to drink, but I drink it cuz it's good for you and you know, we've been running and whatnot, and I get cramps, so it's probably best that I hydrate. But no, other than water, I don't think I have any like cravings, unless it's like. Well, but I wouldn't consider that like an after-sex craving. Like if it's super early still, and it's like, mm, I can just snack. But no, it's not like a ooh after sex I need this. Just water. I always need water.
1: There's so much heavy breathing. I need water. <laughs> yeah, man, me too. I love water. I used to hate water. Now I love it. I drink it. Anyway, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, you need it. Phoebe and Monica are visiting and taking care of this mystery guy who got hit by the ambulance because of them. And they do take care of him because they feel bad that he's a John Doe. Nobody knows who he is and he doesn't have anyone to care for him. And it looks like they are there daily. Sometimes I feel like almost... A couple of times a day have you ever had to care for anyone because you feel guilty for causing them to be ill or injured
0: yes but it wasn't oh because they were injured it was because i was sicky and then i got them sicky and then i felt bad because i got them sick oh um and it was my ex that makes sense and jesus freaking goodness this man was the biggest baby on the planet I could not imagine, I cannot believe how much of an escándalo he was making of his sore throat and his cough when it was like, bro, I was sick like two days ago like that. Calm down, sir. Calm down. Because he was like, oh, my throat really hurts. Oh, it's all your fault. Oh, you shouldn't have kissed me. And it's like, (laughs) okay, like calm down, buddy. Jesus. So that was like, One of the, one of those times, I don't think I've ever caused anybody to get hurt that I've had to take care of. Well, okay. I didn't cause him to get hurt, but like, obviously my kids, when they get hurt, I have to take care of them. Um, My older son doesn't like the sight of blood. (laughs) So anytime that he gets hurt it's like a big like mom <laughs> like he's gonna die or something and it's like but you got a paper cut calm down <laughs> so aside from my kids and my really really paper um, hurt. oh yeah no but this kid like really can't see blood like if I get cut and he sees blood he freaks out like he thinks I'm gonna die and it could be from like the tiniest like I scratched a friggin' what's it called a scab or something and he's like, "Oh my God, you're bleeding!" And it's like, "Calm down, it's like a drop. <laughs> it's not gushing out of anywhere. <laughs> Slow your roll." um But I think aside from my whiny ex and my kids, I've
1: never had to take care of anybody.
0: Well, like I've helped take care of my mom, but I also didn't cause that either.
1: There's that. What about you? Nothing that I've caused, to my knowledge. I mean, I probably have gotten people sick in the past, but if I did, I, I didn't take care of them because I didn't know that I did it. But I have taken care of people out of surgeries. One of them was a friend who got breast augmentation and I went with her. And so I waited for her to be done, which by the way, I honestly like, I was freaking out cause I didn't bring a phone charger and I thought we were gonna be there for hours and hours. Yeah, that lasted like a half hour. Um, <laughs> And then after that, she was, yeah, that's it. Um, After that, she was done and they just had her in recovery. But then she was only there for, I want to say, like an hour and a half after that. So we were in and out of there in a couple hours. (laughs) Um, And so after another one of her friends drove us to her home, I took care of her that first day. So I was there with her, like starting in the morning when she got her surgery. And I was there with her all that day. And it was kind of... I was really sad for her because something was wrong with her prescription so she didn't leave the hospital with painkillers so when we left the hospital she was more or less fine because she was still like loopy from like the surgery but after we got to her house like within a couple hours like she was in so much pain and i felt so bad because there was really not much that i could do you know yeah Um, but I was I was trying to feed her because she was hungry but she was kind of in and out of consciousness because she was also extremely tired and I remember at one point I was feeding her grapes in her mouth (laughs) and she just looks at me and she's like you're an angel did you know that (laughs) Uh, and it was just so cute because she I I imagine like she felt so vulnerable because she was in so much pain she couldn't even eat she couldn't get up like she said that she felt like she had like an elephant sitting on her chest, which is something that I've heard a couple of times from people that have gone breast augmentation. And yeah, it was just really nice. I felt really sincere that she she really thought like I was an angel. She really... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then another person that I've taken care of after surgery is my mom. Okay, so
0: later the gang is having dinner with Chandler's mom. uh, And we cut to a scene where Nora, Chandler's mom, is on the phone checking for messages at her hotel and that same scene, Ross spots her as he exits the Chica's restroom. because um, he clearly rocked into the wrong one. He is a little drunk, and uh, Nora tries to make him feel better, and then he and Nora kiss. Have you ever made out with and or hit on any of your friends' parents?
1: No. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, but <laughs> um, I have been hit on by an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> However, this was one of those Mexican situations where the uncle was only five years older than me. So I don't consider that to be super weird. Um, his name was Victor, by the way. <laughs> um, It was only kind of weird. Okay, it was only weird because when I met this uncle, I was 16 and he was 21. Oh, geez. Um, And he was hitting on me at a quinceañera. And yeah, I didn't do anything with him, but he was hitting on me there. And then after that, he was like trying to get my number and would always be there when I was hanging out with my friend who was his niece. (laughs) <laughs> but no, parents, no, I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. Have you? Mm, no.
0: I'm going to say a short story. So there was this guy that I was, like, in a thing with, and his stepdad uh, insinuated that he wanted to hit on me which was weird, mm, but I kind of like, okay, that was nice, bye, but i <laughs> never hit on anyone, I don't think, I can't think of anybody. Has anyone ever hit on your mom? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say probably, she doesn't know a lot of my friends' parents, and most of my friends' parents are, like, together still. Um, so, no. One time, though, we, side note, we got, we both got hit on at a Padre game. We were at, I think it was still at Qualcomm. And we were, like, sitting in the stands. And this guy was, like, hey, hey. And I was, like, hey, leave us alone and then uh, the guy with him was like, hey, what about your friend? And I remember just looking over at the guy rolling my eyes and like saying, that's my mom. <laughs> and then just turning <laughs> like, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> like, no, we don't want to hook up with you guys. This is my mother.
1: <laughs> Jasmine's mom's got it going on. <laughs> She's cute. That lady. She's cute. I have seen her. All right, let's see. Man, I can't believe Ross and Chandler's mom kissed. But Joey caught them, caught Ross and Nora kissing at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the next day, Ross to ask Joey if he told Chandler. Joey says, no, he hasn't told Chandler, but does tell Ross that he broke the code, meaning you're not supposed to make out with your friend's mom. And from his direct quote, sisters are okay, maybe a hot looking aunt, but never a mom. (laughs) Have you ever made out or hooked up with someone who was technically off limits uh, or kept a a secret like Joey did? I've definitely kept plenty of secrets and I will
0: not reveal them on air.
1: (laughs) Not tonight. (laughs)
0: Um, Definitely, definitely kept secrets. As far as hooking up with someone who was off limits, yes, there was like, there was like a guy that like me and my cousin both liked and I think he liked her more, but he ended up making out with me. And then there was a guy that like me and one of my friends liked and I think he liked me more. And so I made out with him. In situations like that, I don't ever think it was, like, somebody specifically told me, like, do not hug up with this person, or this person is off limits. But I think anything more than that, that never happened. Except for, like, the girls, the guys I made out with that were dating girls that I didn't like. But those didn't seem ultimate oh, okay. to me. <laughs> that's a different rule. <laughs> that's have another you code.
1: made out with anybody? Yeah, that's a different code. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was deliberate. <clears throat> so I think I have talked about this guy before that I was, like, in love with when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. His name was Oliver. I don't So that guy, um, he was just playing me, right? Like dragging me along for like literal years. Um, So when I was 18, I met his best friend. I don't remember how, um, but I met his best friend, whose name is Axel. I don't think he's going to hear this either. I don't give a fuck. Um, (laughs) I liked him. I thought he was really cute. And I remember Oliver's mom saying, well, you can't date Axel because it's Oliver's best friend if you ever date him. And nothing will ever happen with, between you and Oliver. And at that time I was like so fed up with the me and Oliver thing not happening and our moms wanting it to happen and me wanting it to happen, but Oliver not being sure. that um, I was like, you know what? This is gonna, how I'm gonna seal my destiny then. So I'm about to date myself. Um, I found him on MySpace <laughs> and I added him and we started talking and we would talk. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with MySpace, so you could send someone a private message. Um, you could send out a bulletin, which was essentially what a post is now on like Facebook, or you could comment on somebody's MySpace page. So the, the more recent comments would be showing up on the page. If you want to go further, you'd have to go to like further pages. So we would communicate via comments on each other's pages. So he, oh. he would wake up and comment on my, my space. Good morning, my princess. Literal. Um, How have you been? I've missed you so much. I've been thinking about you and what we talked about last night. <laughs> and I would reciprocate that oh thank you so much handsome which ugh, and I actually that ended up biting me in the ass because I actually ended up liking him a lot and he I should have known because who his best friend was but he was also a player it turns out the entire time that he was quote-unquote dating me um he had a girlfriend He was posting so on my I lost all of those battles yes uh, but I think the girl did not have any social media, nor did she speak English. So, oh. yeah, but then um, I found out he was, well, not cheating on me. He was cheating on her with me, but I found out because I, my dumbass, decided to go move to Rosarito um, so that I could both run away from my mom for a little bit and then see him because he lived in Rosarito. And then really soon after I got there, he broke up with me, I'm assuming, so that he would not have to deal with the consequences. (laughs) Uh, He broke up with me on my dad's death anniversary, which was, I think, super shitty of him. I will never forget that. I'm never going to forget that. But anyway, yes, I did do that. It was deliberate. I did suffer the consequences, but it's never been, like, anybody's mom or dad or Sister or anything like that.
0: No, I tried.
1: Not, not for lack of trying. I have tried to hook up with uh, like one of my friend's brothers, <laughs> um and he very politely took me to the side and told me, "Hey, I think that you have a crush on me, but I need to tell you that I'm gay." And I was like, "Oh, fair enough." But yeah, other than that, no, no, no family, just, just friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, when I actually met uh, Victor, because I met him through my cousin, I remember texting my cousin, like, hey, is he off limits? And he was like, what do you mean? What, what's off limits? And I was like, like, he's your friend. Can I hit on him or no? And he was like, you're an adult. I don't care. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks. But I asked first. And you're so polite. I know, right? I'm so considerate. Sometimes. uh okay so Phoebe and Monica have been taking care of the coma guy but we find out that they have been going to visit him individually Monica is surprised to see Phoebe already at the hospital when she shows up also unexpectedly Monica asks do you come here often without me um actual quote they then start to fight over him have you ever claimed someone who didn't even know you existed?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, <every world. laughs> so, when I was in high school, <laughs> um, there was uh, this girl that I was friends with, uh, and I'm going to call her L. And me and Elle had a list of who we considered to be the hottest guys in our school. We didn't name every single guy that was in the school because I mean, that would be illogical, unrealistic. But I think the list went up to 25. And so um, we were like, oh my God, look, there's number four. He's looking so cute, you know? Mm And in this fantasy world uh, we um, said that if anyone we would date, because this was just mainly on looks, but if we were ever going to date someone I would really like to date number four. And she said that she would love to date number one and uh, based on everything like looks, personality, you know. So I was like, yeah, dibs on number four. And then she dated number four (gasps) a year later. Rude. (laughs) Um, And in, in response to that, which by the way, it wasn't even a contract really. We never said like, no, you can't like, I just kind of called dibs, you know, even though they didn't even know us at all. Okay. (laughs) Um, so she started dating number four and as a response, I realized that one of my really good friends in theater was in um, water polo with number one. So I started hanging out with my friend in theater a lot, like outside of school. And eventually me, him and number one went to the movies. And so I took a selfie with number one and I sent it to L. <laughs> but um no other than that I don't think I've ever seriously claimed someone where I was like oh no that's that's my man's uh, maybe in my head but not out loud <laughs> <laughs> have you done it
0: of course I have um so I was in <laughs>
1: sixth,
0: I was in sixth grade but I was so so grown up and mature um, that there was this guy and I'm going to name him cause I doubt he'll listen, but his name was Joey and he was the cutest guy in our uh, school. Um, and I really liked him. He was just really sweet and he was really cute. He was dating one of the girls. Um, he was dating like a girl from the school. And I remember telling one of my cousins about it and she was like oh my god I like him like he's so cute blah 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 blah. and she had seen like my school yearbook or whatever and so we would like fight over him to the point where to this day our anthem is (laughs) the boy is mine by Monica and Brandy (laughs) because we were fighting over this guy who clearly didn't want to date me because he was dating some other girl at our elementary school And obviously, wasn't (laughs) because she didn't even go to our school, and she didn't know him like live. She just knew his photo. But we (laughs) would uh, sing "The Boy Is Mine" all of the time. And if the song comes on the radio, her brother will always send us like a Snapchat video of the song, and like of him singing it. But like, he sends it to the both of us. And it's just like, bro, that was
1: so 1998. <laughs> so 1998. Oh, my God. It's a good year, though. <laughs> was it 98?
0: Yeah, it was 98.
1: Yeah. Oh, But, yeah,
0: those were the, oh my the good old days. But, yeah, that guy did not. Yeah. Like, he knew
1: I liked him, <laughs> but he didn't know he was mine. <laughs> I mean, at least he knew that you existed. Um these number guys did not know until you know i inserted myself (laughs) but anyway back to the ross and his code breaking so ross actually ends up telling chandler that he kissed his mom and chandler is obviously upset and he states that ross is the only person who actually knows all the crap that he goes through with his mom how mad would you be if your best friend made out with one of your parents? I think it de- depends on the
0: friend or the, yeah, the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have like friends that I'm close to that like I would do anything for. Uh, and then I have friends that are just like friends, like, yeah, we're friends. Um, so definitely I would take that into consideration as far as, being upset with anybody yeah. I'd probably be if be upset with like the person and not my parent like if my mom was a flucy, maybe <laughs> but <laughs> but she's not she's a flirt she's not a flucy. so I can't imagine her like even giving any of my friends the time of day because we're younger than she is uh and she's a mature woman
1: um, so mature.
0: Yes, she is very mature um, So I think I would probably Yeah, I would be upset Depending on the person I don't think I'd be that mad I definitely would be um, What's the word? Concerned at how far It would have gotten uh, And like Hey man, are you going to be my new dad? <laughs> it's like that's going to be weird. <laughs> and you, who would you be mad at?
1: Um, I don't know, to be honest. It's hard for me to say that I would be mad at anyone at this point in my life. Like right now, if I found out that for some reason, one of my guy friends decided to hook up with my mom, who is like, in her seventies, by the way, <laughs> um, I would almost laugh because, yeah, that's that's weird. Um, but because I'm an adult, it wouldn't really like af- affect me that much. And and yeah, it's not like my mom is a flucy either. So I just be like, hey, you know, you're getting older. Live your life. However, if said friend started seriously dating my mom and try to act like a parent toward me, uh, that would be a different thing. But if it, if it was just like a, like a kiss or like a hookup, yeah, I, I don't think that I'd be mad. I'd be weirded out for sure, but I don't think that I would be upset. If I were to be upset at anyone though, um, if for some reason the situation did upset me, I think I would be upset at, at my friend uh, because my mom has a lot of issues. And I can kind of expect uh, certain behaviors from her. Not this type of behavior, but like if something she did was outrageous or upsetting to me, it wouldn't be surprising. Whereas your friends are like kind of like the family you choose. So it would kind of suck if like they did something to upset you. So I think I would put more weight on, on the friend than on my mom. Agreed. So
0: I don't remember who read the last question, so I'm gonna read the next one. (laughs) Um I think it was you. So we're back at the coffee house and Phoebe and Monica are bickering. Um Phoebe then starts her performance at the coffee house and one of the lyrics in her song is quote, You don't have to be awake to be my man. Uh, in today's society, how inappropriate do you think those lyrics are? Or do you think because it's a female singing, it doesn't have the same impact that it would had it been a man?
1: Um, so I <laughs> I definitely think that context is very important. Um, if I was listening to that song without knowing that they're talking about this guy who was in a coma, I guess I wouldn't be as like offended or shocked, like if because to me, when I listen to those lyrics, it just sounds like maybe some guy is blacked out drunk or something, and <laughs> like they're trying to like hook up with him. I don't know, it sounds kind of rapey. <clears throat> um, but I, I do believe that it should be equally upsetting, um, whether a man or a woman is singing it. However, I do believe that with how society is. At this moment, and all of the inequality that we have um been living through basically for forever, I think it would be more upsetting if a man was singing it by a mile <laughs> um, but yeah i don't I don't know if they would have a lot of backlash now with the same context like I don't know if it would be more upsetting for people to listen to something like that right now um in in the context of the episode I mean um I I don't think that people would take it too seriously since it's Phoebe and I'm, I'm sure she's being silly but yeah without the context yeah I think I think it would be upsetting um either way I I laughed when you
0: said it sounded rapey. That is not to insinuate that I think rape is okay. Rape is never okay. Uh, (laughs) Consent is consent for a reason. Um, But no, I don't think, I think I feel as though like people today, not to offend anybody, but people today get offended so easily that I think something like that, regardless of whether it's a man or a woman singing it, sounds so inappropriate that like, it wouldn't be okay in today's, if this episode had come out like yesterday and we watched it for the first time, I don't think it would be okay. Um, I agree with you that definitely a man singing it would be way worse than a woman singing it. Um, But yeah, those lyrics are, a little funny.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think also, um, at least for me, um, I think that it's not necessarily that people get offended more. I think people are just more outspoken about it. I think people were already offended. Um, we just didn't have a platform for people to say, hey, don't say that. That's mean, uh, or Hard. you know that reminds Too me of something upsetting or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think we we just now are so aware of all the th- grievances that people have. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel, um, is inspired by Nora's career and takes the advice she had given her over dinner and starts writing her own romantic novel, which actually is more erotic than romantic. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to write an exotic novel or a book of any kind? So,
0: yes, um, not, not a dirty one. Um, I, I actually had started writing <laughs> books for my boys um they were the adventures of alex and mando um and it was just like little stories about them um and like definitely like them in a make-believe land or whatever but as far as anything else i've wanted to write a book about sort of like the struggles of growing up without a dad (laughs) but I don't feel like I'm that traumatized that it's like I start writing and it's like, well, who's going to give a fuck. So then I stopped writing, but I've started that one. Like, I don't know, 10 times. And the one for the kids, I think I wrote like three for them. Um, that my mom was like, Oh my God, you need to get these published. And I was like, Oh my God, it's for the kids. <laughs> like uh, it's fine. I don't need to do anything with it. But it was also a Spanglish book for the kids because we are Hispanic and we do speak a lot of Spanglish. Uh, what about you?
1: <laughs> Where are your writing skills? I've seen it. Um, so I had a similar thought to yours. Um, so one of the books that had the most impact in my life, um, if you haven't read it, I, I recommend it. It's called The House on Mango Street. I think everyone had to read it for high school. I did not. Um, but it's by um, uh, Sandra Cisneros. And it's a very easy book to read because um, it is. it does tell a story. Like it's a book that tells you a full story. So there's a full picture to this book. But the book is written in vignettes, in short stories. Um, and it is... I believe semi autobiography, um, but it speaks about basically the struggles of growing up from coming from an immigrant household. And it is something that touched my heart so very much, um, the way that she wrote. And it was also something that when I was reading it is something that I was living through. And very much like yourself, um, I did want to write both about the struggle of coming into this country, um, because I emigrated here when I was 11, while leaving my roots and not being considered Mexican to some people in Mexico, and then coming here and not being considered American because I was not born here, even though I am a citizen now and I've been here, um, there's still that discrepancy of who am I? And I think that she illustrates that very well of what it's like to be a Mexican American um, and what that means growing up. And I also wanted to, I wanted to write something similar to that, tied in with what you were saying, um, what it's like to live uh, as an immigrant uh, in this country without a father figure. And much like yourself, um, I always think not that my story wasn't traumatic, because I do think that I've suffered some pretty serious traumas, both from not having a father and from just just the coming here and, and settling in and, and figuring out what it meant to, to live here and, and looking a certain way, which meant that I wasn't brown enough to, to be considered Mexican, but not American. So, you know, and so I wanted to write something in regards to that and, and have also started writing it. And I do also think the same thing, which is someone else must have it way worse than I do. And who am I sitting on my high horse writing about these struggles? But um, to that, I want to say that someone is always gonna have it worse than us. Uh, I think that it's important that we start realizing that our stories do matter, that if you write something down um, about your struggles, about living without a dad and what that meant to you, someone is going to relate to that no matter what. And it's same with me, but I think it's just harder to actually get it going, you know, like, because I do think that, like, who's going to read this? Who's going to give a fuck? Uh, but I bet you, you know, whatever you had to write or whatever I had to write, people would give fucks. I think I think that we would have things to say that would rena- resonate with others. Um, I have never wanted to write porn, like Rachel. <laughs> that has never interested me. Um, I've never really thought about... <laughs> Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't even know. I'd probably be giggling the whole time trying to write it down.
0: (laughs) I feel like it would be exhausting. Like, you have to add all the details, especially when you're talking about sex. Like, I read the Fifty Shades books, and Jesus Christ, like, there's so much that, like, you have to... speak on it's like a whole paragraph just for one motion
1: (laughs) yeah and and (laughs) with with physical things like that like you have to be like detailed you can't say oh they fucked like okay but how who touched what where and when (laughs) seriously it's like he
0: put his hand on her leg and then she gasped and he it's like, oh my god.
1: <laughs> what and I what will tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself again on this podcast for the gazillionth time. The first t- type of porn that I was introduced to by accident was it was like uh it was reading porn. Um, wow. it was more like comic book or comic book style, like A relative that once stayed at our place left um, a book and that looked like like little cartoons, like a a tiny comic book, but it was just porn. Um, And I was like, oh my God, what is this? What's this funny feeling in my pants? Um, And so after that, uh, I realized, oh, I don't have to watch porn, I can read it. Um, And so I would look for porn. Man, I swear, if anyone in my family ever finds this, I would look for porn online stories. And I would print them out really quick and then go to my room to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Side note to to this, though, is I didn't even masturbate at the time because I didn't know how. (laughs) And also, like, I was told, you know, women shouldn't do that or teenagers shouldn't do that in general. So I, I wasn't trying to. But I I liked the feeling of reading it. (laughs) But it was pages for like one scene. Yeah. So definitely would need to write fucking paragraphs for it to even come across.
0: Yeah, as an erotic novel. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Anyways, moving on. Um, So while Phoebe is in the middle of her first song, Monica had tried to sneak out so that she could go visit Coma Guy. Uh, Phoebe cuts her song short and runs out after Monica. When they arrive at the hospital, the guy is not in his bed, no longer in a coma. Uh, He instead surprises them by coming out of the restroom. The guy ends up being nothing, like they fantasized, and they both leave, upset that the guy um, that he wasn't who they dreamed up uh, has the glass ever broken over someone you were crushing on
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so typically I am attracted to like really silly guys like um, jokesters you know uh, people that don't take life way too seriously people that are like, you know But it wasn't always like that. (laughs) And when I was in high school, I was attracted to like the bad boy, you know? And I saw this guy that had moved from Nicaragua and he acted like so mysterious. And I always saw him like on my way to theater class, just kind of leaning against like, you know, the stairs. And he didn't (laughs) talk to that many people. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. I bet he's such a bad boy. He had a leather jacket, so tall. Right. And then he started talking. And it turns out he was just really nerdy and funny, which is the type of guy that I'm attracted to now.
0: <laughs>
1: but when I was in high school, I wanted the opposite of me. I wanted a bad boy. Um, so yes, the the glass did shatter when I realized, oh no, he's not mysterious. He just doesn't talk because he doesn't actually know how to speak English, A, eh, and doesn't know anybody here. Like that's why we haven't that's why we haven't heard Giovanni talking. But that's <laughs> he's not trying to be bad uh, or anything like that. Um I've also had like a glass broken over like friends where you thought you were like on the same page about certain things and then you realize oh no they're actually they're actually pretty racist <laughs> or you know something like that <laughs> like yeah um i've had that and oh man that is so crushing <sighs> anyway has that happened to you <laughs> <laughs> um i
0: can't think specifically, as far as personality, I have definitely had the glass broken on the intimacy where, like, you know, yeah. you start talking about sex and, oh, what are you going to do to me? And then they get all into detail and stuff. And and then they just don't perform even like 0.1% to what they like talked about that it just definitely made it um a situation where i was like i no longer consent and i need to go home now thank you this was fun and then never spoke to them again uh that's probably super super terrible of me um but it is what it is but i think that that's the like biggest broken glass of my life is talking that big game and then not delivering that's the worst because then you're like super excited and the anticipation just builds and builds and you talk all this time through texts and letters back then when like you would write shit on paper and like passing notes and blah 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 and phone calls like the phone sex was better than the real sex and it just sucks I think that's as bad as it's gotten for glass breaking for me. Shattered to a million. I don't
1: think I've ever
0: had good, good phone sex. Oh, I've had a lot of good phone sex.
1: Moving on. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. Chandler had walked in after witnessing Phoebe and Monica run out and asked, what was that about? Uh, Rice tries to explain, and Chandler makes it clear that he does not want to talk to him. Chandler and Ross talk, and Chandler explains that he expects that type of behavior from his mom. Ross then says, if Chandler expects his mom to act a certain way, then why doesn't he talk to her about it? Chandler then later confronts his mom about kissing Ross and her behaviors that he disapproves of throughout their life. Uh, they make up and it is insinuated that Nora is going to act more appropriately uh, than Chandler and Ross make up as well. Now this is a two-parter question but the first one is have you ever been so mad at someone that you don't want to talk to them?
0: Yes, plenty of times. Um, I've gotten upset with my mom where I don't want to talk to her. I've definitely gotten upset with friends um, over dumb shit too where like they said something that you felt was wrong, or they made a face about something, or they made a comment about somebody or whatever, that it was just like you know what that's cool, but we don't need to talk anymore. Um, I've definitely lost friends over stuff like that, which is dumb because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. His situation's obviously different because he kissed his mom. Ross kissed Chandler's mom. Um, But I, yeah, I've definitely been super pissed off with people. And my, like, personally, when I get upset, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get in my car and I want to drive as far as I can and then blast my stereo the whole way to and from wherever. Um, That is how I process things. So yeah, definitely, if you piss me off, I need to take a drive do not keep me in the house because the argument will just get worse. Um, What about you?
1: Oh yeah, Um, there's been many times where I just don't wanna talk to people uh, because I'm mad at them. Um, Mainly for me is the fact that most of the time when I'm mad, um, I'm able to internalize it a lot. You can see it in my face, um, but it's really hard for me to confront people when I'm mad at them. Um, So the reason mainly why I need space is because I want to have time to process things. But another reason is because I am so passive, there are times where it's just too much. And I have said some fucked up things to people while I'm mad at them, like things that you shouldn't say at all. And I know I got that from my mama. I got it from my mom. Anyway, um, (laughs) I try then when I'm super, super, super mad, I just try not to talk to the person because I want to avoid something that'll make or break the relationship or rather break the relationship. Um, Because I, I can be very hurtful when I'm really, really angry when I get to that point. So to me, silence is the best option, um, at least for a little bit, until I've calmed down. And then we can talk about the situation calmly like adults. <laughs> because, <laughs> man, yeah, I have, there's two times where I've said something so mean and hurtful, and I did it on purpose. And it was because I was in that moment that I regret. All other times where I've said something hurtful to someone while I'm mad, I'm like, well, you know what, they deserved it. But there's been two times where I was like, man, that's not okay for anyone to say in any circumstance at all, and uh, just to be spiteful. So yeah, I definitely have gotten mad to the point where I don't want to talk to them, but it's also to protect them <laughs> from <laughs> me, from my wrath. <laughs> but the second question. Um, is have you ever needed to confront your mom about her behavior um, or would you, if you haven't? Um, I have
0: needed to confront my mom about her behavior in regards to my sisters, where we're like all together and she says something or she does something towards them. And they're much younger than me. Um, I'm 12 years older than the youngest one. Um, so definitely where I'm like, Hey, you need to ease up or, Hey, you need to leave her alone. Or like, mom, we need to talk about this. Like you can't do that because they're older or, you know, they, they don't live here or, you know, they're adults. Now you have to let them grow up because as, much as I know that we will always be your babies, like we're not babies. So you need to let them make their own mistakes or make their own decisions or whatever, you know, and not get offended or not get upset with them because they decided to do X, Y, Z. I don't think I've ever had to confront her about anything personally. Um If I did, it would have been telling her to not like when I was short story when I was married um, my ex was possessive and so I wasn't allowed to like be around anybody because he didn't like it and they didn't like him so he knew he couldn't come with me to visit my family Mm, so then my mom kind of just stopped coming around So when we got divorced and I had my second boyfriend, I make it sound like I've only dated two people. And I had my next boyfriend. um, (laughs) I had to tell her like, hey, this guy is not like the other guy at all. So if you want to come visit or my sisters want to visit, like bring them or call me and I'll come visit. And she just refused. So when I got into my relationship this time, um, I, at this point, my sisters were off in college and doing their own thing that I would tell them, like, I don't care what mom says, you guys need to reach out to me. If you are in town, it got to the point where I would not know ever when my sisters were home from college. Cause they were up in Riverside. I would never know that they were home because my mom would tell them not to bother me. And she would just not call me and tell me that they were coming into town. Um, so I did have to be like, Hey man, like, it's not cool that you don't tell me when they're here. Like, I don't see them often and I get it. Ooh, I'm in a relationship, but like, he really doesn't get bothered by my family coming by or me going to visit. So if it's an issue of you guys coming here, then let me know and I'll go to you, but don't ever keep my sisters from me. Life is too short to like, keep people away from each other. Especially having experienced what I did with my ex, where I was so isolated. Mm -hmm. um, I just never want to miss out on anything. So that was a conversation that I had to have with my sisters and my mom to like, let everybody know if you need me fucking call. I don't care what the other person says. Just fucking call me. Anyways, what about you? Have you ever had to tell your mom anything?
1: Oh, my God, yeah, multiple times. (laughs) Um, One that comes to mind, um, though, is when I was getting married uh, back when I was 20 years old. Oh, a baby. Um, Her and my sister were not on speaking terms. So my mom decided she made the executive decision that she wasn't going to invite my sister to my wedding. (laughs) Uh so I had to tell her politely <laughs> that this is not her wedding <laughs> and that I would like to see my sister there. <laughs> um, and she was actually helping like to pay for it. So she was pulling at that thread. She was like, well, I'm paying for most of it. So no, she can't come. And I was like, mom, like whatever problem you and my sister have right now, because they're fighting like constantly, like they're. Me, my mom, and my sister are on and off not talking to each other, like talking to each other, not talking to each other. That's been that way since forever. And at that time, my mom and my sister were not speaking. And I told her, like, whatever problem you guys have right now, it's not going to be forever. And at that time, like, I thought I was going to be married to that one guy for the rest of my life. So I was like, I can't not have my sister at my wedding because you and I are not talking in this particular time when we all know that in a few months both of you are going to stop being petty and start talking to each other again like let's just move it along Uh, so after much um, convincing yeah she she agreed and my sister was at the wedding and it was hella awkward because my sister went over to say hi and my mom was so mean like she basically pretended that my sister wasn't even there like she was doing one of those like Did someone hear something like I'm like turning around, like when my sister was like talking to her in front of people, like it was so embarrassing. Oh,
0: moms. Uh, Okay. So at the end of the episode, Rachel hands everyone a copy of her erotic novel. Um, And she tells them to be honest with her. The gang starts teasing her about her typing errors. Have you ever created something that you couldn't wait to share with people only to get made fun of or be put down about it?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was in middle school and high school, I was um, in theater. I was in the thespian club. And that was something that I loved to do. And Evidently it wasn't very well received by a lot of people. Um, like I would always be so excited, like, oh, my mom or sister or cousin, cousin, like I'm gonna be in this play. Like it's so exciting. Um, and it just wouldn't be as exciting as it was for me. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I've, there's been different instances in my life where I've had this feeling of Oh, look at like at this thing that I worked on, and then it wasn't, it wasn't well received, or it wasn't, it didn't even have a reaction. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it it's happened often. But yeah, the the one that comes to mind is yeah, when I was in theater, and I would just get so excited about being there, and the excitement was not met by my family or friends that I invited to the play or whatever. Has it happened to you? um i don't think
0: so i try not to put myself out there
1: (laughs) in those (laughs) situations
0: yeah (laughs) um so like i would do arts and crafts at home but like like i would make a necklace for my mom and it's like but it's only for you and she would be like okay but i wouldn't make anything for anybody else or like um well, no, because that one was actually a good one. My mom used to. I my mom bought me a stamp collection, and so I would make um, birthday cards for everybody, but she would, like, encourage me to do that, so that doesn't count. Um, there was the one time at the talent show where I performed, and I invited everybody, but I felt like I shouldn't. Well, okay, my mom invited everybody. <laughs> I didn't want to tell anybody because I was embarrassed, because as much as I love to sing, I don't think I'm that good at it so I avoid it um in a non-alcoholic one-on-one spotlight on me performance I will definitely do karaoke but that was like one of those things where I was like oh my god they're gonna think I suck and so I went and I auditioned and then they told me that my song was too long and I was like excuse me that's a part of the song like how am I supposed to cut it but I did and it all worked out but, um, but no, I don't think so. I don't think so. My, my family is pretty open and supportive and I think the only thing they give, me shit, nice. is... <laughs> the thing they give me shit about is the people I date. They always have weird names. Oh they yeah. I think that's like... universal. Oh, definitely. But they like, to this day, one of my cousins will make fun of my boyfriend whose name was Well, I don't even know if he was my boyfriend. Maybe we dated for like a month or something. (laughs) Anyways, his name was Paul. And so they would be like, oh, where's Paul? And it's like, oh, God. And then the other one, his last name was Magarro, And it was always, it's still to this day is like, oh, remember when you were dating Magarro?" And it's like, you guys are the worst. (laughs) Thank you very much. So aside from that, my family is pretty cool, I guess. I love you guys. I guess
1: <laughs> they know they're loved. Damn it! Yeah, I'm sure. I definitely think that your family is awesome, even though I only know you and probably your least uh, awesome cousin, Renee. Um, but just based on your personality, like I, I know that they have to be super awesome because. You're super awesome, and they made you, and they're a part of you. I, I do love my family, despite what I say on this podcast, <laughs> uh, I um, especially my extended family. I, they are super supportive. Um, um, sadly, we haven't really lived near each other for most of our lives, but I think that they're awesome, and they are, uh, for the most part, all very supportive. And they are always there to hug me if I ever get in a fight with my mom. Oh, <laughs> See? That's awesome. Yeah. But um, anyway, that was this episode. It was... I liked this episode. I liked Nora. Nora Bing. Um, Did you like this episode? She is definitely... She's definitely an out there mom. But I do know, like, a couple of moms like that. And, hey, like, um, to each their own. I'm trying not to age, so maybe I'm going to be a (laughs) Norbing. But, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't know what type of mom I'm going to grow up to be. Because I like aging. So... We'll see how that goes. I don't like it. We'll see if I still feel that way later. (laughs) Well, that was a lot of fun and I do like that episode.
1: Yeah, me too. We'll see you guys next week. Get boozy. See you next week. Hydrate. (laughs) (laughs) Hydrate. Bye.